0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Total 90 podcast. Today we've actually got the original band back together, joined by Owen and Leon and we're going to discuss one of the biggest clubs in Europe and obviously the world as well, who are currently in a little bit of a financial meltdown. We're going to talk about FC Barcelona. Uh, just a little bit of a heads up, Leon's audio was playing up a little bit, uh, up until around about the 10 minute mark, uh, we managed to fix it after that, so apologies about that at the start. Um, this episode was recorded on the 19th of August 2021, enjoy. Evening German. Hello, good one good now that uh, leon's finally logged on after about two hours of trying to get him in a little bit of an exaggeration like it's been five minutes but you know so was, Z, um,
1: it'd me wait like maybe 45 minutes two weeks ago <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait till uh, every other podcast it'll just go to like ridiculous hours like when i do look back at it i was uh how was your trip away on you early on
2: yeah good it was um it was very hot um I don't know if you saw in the news the the Heat was at 46, 47 degrees. We're in uh, Greece. Um, Where were you, if you don't want me We're me. in um, Crete. All ah, right, okay. Nice, nice. It's been um, a day in Athens um, because we had a bit of a, an issue with the flight. I'll tell you another time. Don't want to bore you right yeah, now. Yeah, I'll,
0: uh, so I'm sure we'll catch up about that another time. How are you, Cube, anyway? Are yeah, right.
2: Yeah, mate, I'm all right.
1: Um right. I've got a week off work, so that'll be nice to... Have spent some time off couple, relax.
0: We spent a couple of hours on the phone last night, we were ranting on about <laughs> Arsenal. Uh, uh,
2: World class <laughs> transfer oh, yeah, uh, business, like Ramsdale and uh, Odegaard, mate. You've done really oh. well there. <laughs> it's <got> more <laughs> than Man
0: United now, to be fair. <laughs> anyway, um, before we dive into that uh, sinkhole, um let's get on to today's topic. And obviously, as usual, I've sent you guys some sort of. Uh, Plan of what we plan to talk about, but we'll see if we stick to it or not. Obviously, today's episode, as uh, we discussed earlier in the week, we're going to try and do a. I want to say a deep dive into Barcelona, but I think a deep-ish dive is probably more realistic. <laughs> Basically, we want to talk about Barcelona, yeah. <laughs> in this yeah. episode, to do it, um, I'll start us off because I do have a question in mind. Um, Barça, two thousand and nine. Do you think that's the best uh, team in our lifetime anyway, like since we've really started watching football?
2: Uh,
0: Well,
1: apart from the invincibles, you mean, yeah? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Leon, go ahead, mate. I'll let you...
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just in terms of everything, in terms of the style of play and the manner in which they they won games um, and the league, it was it was a joy to watch as a football purist um I was probably when Messi was mega um cuz so I think in like 91 goals in a calendar year which was just unbelievable yeah, um and then you had the two geniuses sorry you yeah, had the he two broke, geniuses think, behind him. it was Gerd Müller wasn't it Sorry, I was just going to say What's I think on he one?
0: broke uh, just quite poignant because I think the fella's passed away recently uh Gerd Müller Yeah Gerd Müller yeah right, Gerd Müller yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, sorry. What were you going to say? Yeah, yeah. It, was, yeah it was just and then he, you know, at that time, time, time it was just magical, like it, it really wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think sometimes it's overlooked. Yeah, and, um, yeah it's incredible.
0: Too. Yeah, Q, I know you've seen them quite close up and personal a lot of times when they were playing Arsenal, mate, <laughs> when they were absolutely bullying us like.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's that's an argument for how good they were because obviously the Arsenal team they, they bullied was like one of the best teams ever. So yeah, I, I don't know, mate. Like, who's who would be your shortlist? Like, I was I was as um, as I was listening to that, I was just trying to think like who would who would be the kind of the counter punch really? But I mean, for that possession style play, really, like in terms of offense offense and system going forward. And I know me mean you talked about the other days, Z, in terms of like effectively that using that as a defensive strategy as well, which is like controlling the ball and actually don't even need to be like say that good at the back mm-hmm. because you've got the ball so much. Um yeah. I think that was that was quite innovative really actually. So I mean kind of all things considered, like you can't have to say yeah. Um I suspect probably, like, even though it's maybe a little bit before our time, but some of those Italian teams in the early 90s, though, like, completely different approach. But
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think that's the interesting thing, what you mentioned, approach, because, look, the way I see it, that team, that uh, Pep Fraudiola, before he became a fraud, (laughs) um, (laughs) um, to be honest, he ushered in the tiki-taka, as it's known now, but, like, it was just a new style of football, wasn't it? It was like nothing that I mean it, everything's kind of a shout back to the past isn't it? in terms of you can always say all right it's like Cruyff ball just with a slightly different like angle to it or whatever but in terms of if you look at it it did usher in a totally new style of football that was dominating Europe and then a lot of teams tried to copy it uh, sometimes with success sometimes not so much Um so yeah what I would say actually I know I was given um Arsenal a little bit of grief, but I think Man United may caught them at the like got the brunt of it because 2009 through to 2011, I would say, is that team was just peak. Mm. And they played United in two finals in between that time, and yeah. uh I think on the second game, uh, I, I don't know, was the second game at Wembley or the first one, 2009 or 2000. Second
2: second game is at Wembley.
0: Yeah, and. I think this. Uh, I don't know if it was some like some United fans I've heard say that it, it was a lot closer than the first one. I don't think so. I think they still like had a couple of gears to go us. If they needed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, if you guys don't want me, were you going to say something, Leon? Never Yeah. Um. I think that leads us onto a little bit of a thing I did. I think I sent it to Cuba last night. We had a bit of a chat because I was saying Boss obviously have been uh, pretty much one of the big teams ever since I can remember anyway. And some players that played for them are just ludicrous. So I sent them a top 10 list. Uh, I'll go through them. I've actually changed it since I spoke to Cuba. <laughs> um, same players, just I thought, right, I think I'm going to have to like just move it around after a couple of things he said. So I've got... You guys can obviously change it around. We'll have a chat about it. So at the moment, I've got one, Messi. Obviously, no one can disagree with that. Um, number two, Ronaldo. I've just yep. got 96, 97 season passes. <laughs> so- <laughs> I love that. The thing, the funny thing about that
1: is, is that uh, yeah. no one else is going to know, but he he literally had Ronaldo like number nine on the list, <laughs> and I was I got, like,
0: <laughs> I got confused, didn't it? It was uh, <laughs> R nine. I was like, oh.
1: <laughs> but I think I always said like with that like yeah, he only had two seasons of bastard, didn't he? But like I just put yeah. per, my personal view is, and I know like maybe this is a bit controversial, whatever. But I don't know a player that's had a better two seasons at a club like in the history of the game. Like he was just. He was unbelievable, like in them two seasons. Like I think, and Messi gets the top spot for like longevity because I mean yeah. he's been so consistent, like at his level. I mean that's the scary thing about Messi, really, is that like he's been at that level for so long. Really,
0: you just take it. Speaking of Messi, I mean we'll do a Messi and Ronaldo uh, pod eventually in the future. I think we have to. But just touching up on Messi, it's got to the point where like. Messi and Ronaldo, people are looking for reasons not to give them. Well, especially Messi, I think that year, that Modric won the player of the year. It felt like they were like looking for reasons to give it to someone else because it had been such a lock-in for so long. People are just desperate for somebody else to win the Ballon d'Or. And uh, I was looking at the stats for Messi compared to... I mean, I'm not a huge fan of just going by stats, but when the stats are almost double the other players you've got to ask <laughs> like goals and assists how's this other guy ended up with the ballon d'Or? but i think i think i think, I think the
1: balance the ballon d'Or. well i i do keep see, see what you're saying there but i guess the thing is it's like sometimes they're like it they usually go for someone like who's the best player in the team it's like achieved the most do you mean so like you know if if he's like not won the world cup or Whatever, and he's not won the Champions League, and they've not done particularly well in La Liga. That's that's the excuse to pick someone else, isn't it? Like mean? So the kind of the debate yeah. there is like whether it's like, is it the best? Is it are you picking the best player, or are you picking like the most important player in the best, like the most successful yeah. Yeah, team?
0: That, like, that's the thing. If your team wins a few to- like few important trophies, that you've got more chance of winning, really. Which, yeah. Um, so just moving down the list, yeah. I'll try and put down
2: it. You know, you know, cube, you know, you
0: know. go on, mate. I okay. don't know what you are gonna say. No, no, you
2: know,
0: one season, yeah, yeah. I was gonna season? say it. it was a phenomenal season, yeah. It was, I've got
1: yeah, was the best. Team, best season ever,
0: yeah. I, I was gonna yeah, say, though, yeah, and um, his stats are 37 games in the league, I think 34 goals. and for, yeah. for people who are of a younger generation, pre-Messi, imagine that's like the season that Messi, because that's how rare yeah. it yeah. didn't
2: get
0: player scoring almost one in yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, that's when the defenders could literally just kick the shit out of you as well. Um, yeah, so moving down the list, number three, Ronaldinho, I think. Although stats might say otherwise, but this guy just, he was a joy to watch, and that's why I've got him. I know he didn't win the most as well, but if I could pay money to watch a player, I think those three would be probably my top three to go and watch live. What do you guys think about Ronaldinho? Yeah, what do you think?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, I think I'm probably just going to echo Leon, really. Um, Because as you say, like, it's one of these, like I think that the special thing about him was like, because you get all these kind of like flare players that come from Brazil, don't you? Like, and and I mean, I think we talked about it, Z, didn't we? In kind of one of the other the yeah, other yeah, pods, didn't Neil we? Where and stuff like yeah, and all those guys where they've got all that flair, but you want to kind of see them like convert that into like kind of output. And I yeah. think the thing about Ronald- yeah. exactly, and and that's the thing about Ronaldinho, wasn't it? Was that like he wasn't just like a tremendous flair player, but like, his end product was almost like as good as his flair. Do you mean? So,
2: mm.
0: yeah. What were you seeing Leon before the Wi-Fi went a little bit there?
2: Yeah, yeah no, it's it's a, a, basically, sort of touched on, you I basically said it was um, a case of he was playing at a very high level, and I think had he. in the same way Messi had with that that conversation between Messi and 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 Ronaldinho would have been a lot closer because it it, It goes is exactly what um Cuba's saying in terms of his end product it it was incredible I remember there was a game in the Classico where um he scored an outrageous goal and the Real Madrid fans were clapping him you know he was he was he was unbelievable unbelievable
0: him and and Messi have been clapped off by Real Madrid fans got hard tricks I think yeah, but it's just the fact that he was so fun to watch as well, right? Like, he had the end yeah, product, yeah. but some of the things he did was just ridiculous.
2: Genius, yeah.
0: Shame, like, uh, the nightlife got him. And got <laughs> <slow knocking laughs> in Milan.
2: I can see how he does that to, to a football,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll go into it in terms of uh, later on, and if we do talk about them trying to go for players later, but I'll move on, mate, because I think we can talk, we'll probably have to do a separate pod for Ronaldinho alone. Um, I still get nightmares, mate, of that uh, airport when he was uh, on his way to Man United and Laporte oh, man. just stole him like. <laughs> oh, nightmare. Um, number four, I've got any estimate. I think just for how like I, I don't know. You got, I'm sure you guys can explain better than me. Uh, does anybody disagree with him being number four?
2: Um, no.
0: It's um, see, it's it's,
1: inter- it's interesting. It's like because I didn't say this to you um, at the time Z, but I actually quite respected you had Iniesta higher up on the list than Javi because I think xavi you know, I mean not to say there's a lot between them, but yeah. like Javi's the one who always seemed to get like you know a lot of the plaudits. Where for me, like Iniesta was just like proper, like magical, like player. um you know, obviously, we're kind of like we're talking about almost like quite thin lines separating some of these players, really. But yeah, like Iniesta was always my favorite player in that team. I must admit, like,
0: yeah, I think just a quickly I... before we move forward, um, one thing you mentioned there, Leo, uh, Cube about the thin line. Before I get Pelters four to, I would say eight is a very thin line. So any of those could. Practically be anywhere, so just heads up beforehand before you guys come for me if I've moved anyone. To <laughs> but, uh, yeah, mate. Um, sorry, what were you gonna say, Leon, before I jump in there? I, I, now
2: that list is based off one, of to particular, mean, it's in a particular order, sorry, rather than just you listing names, I would actually have any SF uh, higher up the list.
0: Person. Yeah, I mean, I, I tried to initially, like, look at the list. So it's not really... I just wanted to talk about these players. It's a little bit like when uh, me and uh, Cube did. But I would say it's got a hint of, like, as in this is where I would see them, kind of. But I yeah, wouldn't put it yeah. this way. If you put him second, I wouldn't argue against yeah, it because yeah, 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 of what yeah, he's won. Yeah. But I've tried to, like, not go for every single guy who's been in those two eras, if you know what I mean, like between nine yeah. to eleven, Because otherwise it would just be, like, Javi who's getting all of them at the top. Um, yeah. But as a player, what's your thoughts on him, uh, Leon? In of-
2: incredible. <laughs> incredible. Um, for, for me, actually, for a period of time, he was my favourite Barcelona player, even ahead of Messi, because of the things he used to to do on the ball, his level of composure, passing ability, in terms of dictating the tempo of games, yeah. um, along with Xavi. He, he was just incredible. And the, the thing is, actually, when you look at him, he doesn't really look like a football player, does he? No. He, he looks, he, he was just majestic. Um, you know, just things he was able to do with the ball, the way he was able to manipulate the ball. Um, you know, he was he was incredible, man. Incredible. I'm lucky that I got to see him play as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the thing with him as well is a couple of things. First of all, I think he's a little bit, well, this might be a bit of a take, but um, I think he's like Xavi, except he can dribble a little bit more. Like, so he's got the passing yeah, yeah, range. Yeah, great. yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's got a little bit of dribble in him as well. So if he needs to, he he rarely like with Iniesta. I get the feeling if he wanted to, he could do a lot more in terms of like go past two or three players. But he's so selfless and he's so smart. He's like, well, I'll just go past one guy and pass it on because that's the best thing for the team. Yeah, like, but I think C- that's, that's
1: that's he's so he's so clever, though, isn't he? Because that's the thing. He's he's he, he, he and that's the I think that's the thing that separates someone like Iniesta from someone else is that like. He understands the role that he plays in the team rather than his individual contribution of like, you know, as you say, oh, I could dribble past three players, but like actually what I'm going to do for the team is this because that's what the team needs. Like, and it's just yeah. that football and intelligence is just off the charts. Like. And I don't, yeah, know,
0: yeah. I don't know how he survived in that World Cup final as well after uh, De Jong hats. just straight up <laughs> flying, kicked him in the neck. Um. No, the only thing I would say about him is it's a bit of a shame. I think future, like the young, like so say 10 kids, uh, people who are watching football who are say 10, 15 years younger than us, they'll probably not realise how good he is unless they're Mm. proper like into it because his stats, he's always been the guy before the guy. passes. He's also, I've seen him like dribble past and he could have scored. He's on the line up practically and he's passed it back to, I can't remember who it was, but it was someone who hadn't scored for a few games and it was a striker. So instead of just scoring himself, he just set this guy up for an open goal. And that's like, do you know what I mean? That's that's pretty much
2: kind of the person he is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And moving on, anyway, uh, I've got number five, Busquets.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So
0: I'll I'll tell you what what we'll do is we'll go through um five through to eight because I think they're if I'm being honest it's all kind of one bracket. I've got Busquets, Pique, Danny Alves and Javi. Put them in whichever yeah. order you want, like thoughts guys? Don't don't all be quiet at once. <laughs>
1: I mean, I, 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 hate, I hate Bush gets me personally, like, um, but I think like that's just because he like he just ruined Arsenal like so many times, like, um, he's he just, like he's such a sly player, isn't he? Like,
2: I,
0: I think was that gonna was say a... he just used to bring the dark out. Like, obviously he could play, but he would just suck uh, Arsenal players in on the. Dark oh
1: arts. no, I me mean, honestly, that's it, not it? I think, and I suppose like. <laughs> Which is kind of what that team needed, didn't it? Because that so meant like so much going forward. Like you say, that was that like, guile or whatever. But I mean, he's just such a like dirty player, man. Like like all like the cynical little fouls and stuff, and the clever little fouls. Like it's a very like I suppose like I kind of like grudgingly admire like the, what he yeah. what he provided to the team, rather yeah. than like where everyone else. Like because obviously you know I like the attack of players, as I'm sure most people do. Um, so it's easy to get excited about them, But yeah, like Busquets, man, like he yeah. just it does me I didn't like.
0: I think if there was a real good <laughs> gamesmanship, he'd be up there Oh like uh, yeah.
2: think like. I think, so I I think, think one of the people? things that used to be, one of the things that annoys me about Busquets as well is not just the aspect of things in terms of gamesmanship. He also cons the referee to give other people yellow cards and red cards, uh, which is it's really annoying. He really annoys me on the pitch because he's, I think in the Madrid, Madrid derbies in the Clásicos, he was always the one instigating other players being heavy, sent off. Yeah. yeah, I know I know. Madrid turned to sort of dirty tactics at times under Mourinho, um, but he was always that guy who was always like, all right, he needs to be taking a goal or doing that imaginary card when he was on the pitch, and that used to really infuriate me. What,
0: what game was it where he got someone sent off and then you could see him in the camera, like he had his uh, hand in front of his uh, eyes and you could see him like lift his fingers up the Yeah, yeah, he got
2: yeah. I think that was the classico.
0: Oh, was it? Is that when Messi got so, me, that goal from like. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was that game. Uh,
0: but I just remember that image of him just rolling on the floor and just like kind of having a cheeky look. Was, you know what it is? He's one of those players who you would hate to play against and your team to play against, but you would love him in your team.
2: You're on your team, yeah,
0: 100%. Like the new term I think people use, absolute shithousery, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but. All that being said, if you look at the player itself, would you say it's too much of a strong statement to say he's practically um, redefined the role of a defensive midfielder? Like, he's almost a new Makalele?
2: Hmm.
1: Hmm. Because, yeah, I I think you... I, I don't know, I mean, maybe it's just because I kind of, like... I kind of oversee the fact that I just hate him so much, like... But I don't know, like, I think... <laughs> I, 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 personally, he's the one in there... And maybe he's actually like I'd say, maybe he's Peaky as well. But I wouldn't really put him in the same bracket as a Dani Alves, personally, because
2: yeah, like, I think, like that. I, I, think Danny, I think he's.
0: I was going to say I think Dani Alves depth so I am going to ask the same question, or I was going to, but I'll ask it now. Dani Alves for me has definitely changed the game for fullbacks, like yeah, yeah. in terms of when he came in, what he did, and on the pitch, and that's what Pep Guardiola has chased ever since, hasn't he? Like that's what he wants to prime Danny Alves as his fullback. Um, sorry, Cube, I kind of cut you off, mate. But, yeah, no, no, you know, no. For, your no, for no. Busquets um, doesn't allow you to say that he's an absolute worldie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would
1: say, like, I think because, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not saying that like, I don't see him being on the list personally. Like, I think more like, you know, the, the question was like, do I see him as being someone who's like a, a, someone who redefined that role on the pitch? Like where we just, you just mentioned Danny Alves there. Like I kind of, like, I, I do see that in him. Like, I personally don't see it in Busquets. Like, I think it's probably like if I looked at the last 10 years, like, I could probably pick a handful of players in that position. That I think, like, maybe it's not better than him, but like, you know, not necessarily that far away from him. Whereas, like, say, Danny Alves, like, yeah. it's hard to get close to him, like, as 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 a right back. Like, do you know what
0: I mean like, I'll I can't even you. think of. Mike. I'll tell you why I asked the question, and this is what the thought I had about it, because normally I wouldn't have posed it. Because the Daniel Alves one is obviously, I think we're probably all three are in agreement. With Busquets, I was thinking about it um last night actually, and he's a destroyer, obviously, that's what he's initially there for. In turn, like I use the term destroyer loosely, but he breaks up clear, right? Which is what say the McLeody position was for. But then I see that his vision in terms of his passing level is above any other player I've seen who does the break up, breaking of a play player that that well. Do you know what I mean? I see him almost like Makalele with better passing.
1: I think you probably. I think you probably like misremembering how good Makalele was, mate. I would say like.
2: Yeah, possibly. Possibly. No, I understand what you're trying to say, um, Z. I think. Yeah, I think probably McAuley's passing was a bit limited. You know, he was very good at what he did in terms of positional sense of play, but yeah. his passes were sort of sideways or, or very short passes, whereas I think Busquets has more range to his game. Yeah, I agree um, with that. So I get what you mean, yeah.
0: I think one of the key things as well was Busquets, which, uh, like, when you're watching live and when you watch, um, and just to clarify to some of the listeners as well, like, I would say between 2008 and 2012, I pretty much... Watched Barca every single Barca game I could, and that was probably 99% of their games. And also tried to like go over and watch them as uh, a couple of times. When you do see certain players, like instead of highlight, you notice certain things like body, like the way he positions himself to receive the ball mates, little things like that, which are like it's hard to explain, but he's so smart. Like, he's I would probably that's why I think I've got him so high. Aside from the fact that he did win two trebles, so I've had to take that into account as well. I think that's just... And on both of them, he was probably one of the key players as well. Ooh. Anyway, we'll... Unless it's, it's, it's
1: it's an interesting debate, isn't it? Because I yeah. guess, like, it's... Because I never really thought it about it in those terms, isn't it? But I guess it's, like, how successful would they have been without him in the team? And that's a, you know, could they have got someone else to do a similar job and has been as successful? And I guess that's the question, like you say... Um,
0: I also remember a a Messi goal as well. I don't know, Leon, you might remember this, where Messi does, like, two or three one-twos in the space of, like, five yards between, like, eight defenders. And the person he was doing those one-twos with was uh, Busquets. So when he gets up there, his passing level and his, like, quickness is up there with Javi or Iniesta. Yeah, I think what, what does take the shine away from him is that absolute shithousery that he <laughs> loves. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, I think he just loves it a little bit too much. But, yeah, I, th- I think it's a good debate. We'll, we'll move on from that one, eh? unless uh, Leon's got anything else to say.
2: No, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. However, he wouldn't be in my top 10 Barcelona players. Okay, okay. But I do agree um, with what you're saying.
0: Um, obviously, here again, just chucked him in there because... He's won the two travels. He's been their main defender. Um, he's still there. He's just recently taken a pay cut, hasn't he? I don't know if you guys have seen that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Taking a pay cut to get paid by the back door some somewhere, other somewhere time. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: probably, probably. I think he's got aspirations to be there. President in the future, hasn't he? Mate, if you he, still... if you've
1: seen if you've looked at uh, Barcelona's accounts, mate, you'll uh he's yeah, oh my un, un, unwise to uh, think he's going to get paid later on, like because they've got literally <laughs> no money at <and> all, like. <laughs> know. All know. You're fr-
0: frothing at the mouth. Of those, <laughs> I mean, those Pique, like payments. I think I think
1: peak peak is like longevity, isn't he? Because I guess like when I first saw the list, I was a bit surprised you'd gone with him above Seer, a, a Um but I guess it's like on. Longevity you've got to be, you should I guess? But I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, man, I love Puyol, like. But I think it's just that longevity. And let's be honest, like, has had so many quality players. Like, I think squeezing a ten out of them is like it is a little bit. You can always miss out some quality players. Um. So Alves, I think we all agree with. Again, another. I'm surprised, uh, Cube. You, you like Alves because he's another one who's uh who loves. <laughs> Lives, I, I, lives for the shit. I you know. I
1: mean, I know what you mean, and like, yeah, because it, it, I suppose, like, he's probably a bit more like gamesmanship, isn't he? Like, and I, I, I suppose when you look at, say, a Spanish team, generally speaking, there's a certain level of like gamesmanship that's involved, anyway. Do you know what I mean? So, I suppose I probably like let him off a bit because of his attacking contribution. Like, yeah. whereas like Busquets just goes like takes that like to the next level. Plus then. You know, I don't know. Like it, it's just more it, when someone gives like such a good a- attacking contribution, you kind of like you maybe just, like look over some other other like weaknesses. Do you know yeah. mean particularly from like a notionally defensive player, and that's not anything away from him, like defensively either. That's the thing that was the thing about Danny Alves, wasn't it? That he he did both to a really high standard. Like
0: he was like Aaron one bissaka but except he could attack. <laughs> <laughs> No, he, he was unreal, Dani Alves. He was. Uh, to be honest, I'm yeah, surprised was. how how uh, like long his career went on for. Because I thought he relied on his pace quite a lot, but obviously, I kind of undersold him. Like, Javi, um, anything else to add on Javi? I think quality player. Everyone knows what he's about.
2: Mm, yeah,
1: I mean, it's funny yeah. that is it because we haven't really said anything about Javi, have we? But like, I mean yeah there was a time where everyone was like he was the person you talked about so much wasn't he because of just the like because i think you said about Iniesta, yesterday didn't you where it was like it was almost like yesterday javi to then massive messi, messi and then it was goal wasn't it like and then javi got mm. all the because the, the killer final pass he was just yeah. i mean he was just it's, unreal the
2: point. thing
0: with javi is like he might have done a lot of short passes but it's he like and recently, I've started playing like a aside again, and you realize how important it is and how hard it is to get someone who can dictate the play, like speed it up when he wants, slow it down when he wants. And Javi was like scores another one that just masters at it. Mm. Um, I'll move on, boys. Yep. Unless you guys have anything to add. No, no. Yeah. So the last two, um just a personal favourite, actually. Number nine is Rivaldo.
2: Yeah.
0: I just loved watching him play. That left foot man and those overhead kicks that he. <laughs> <laughs> um, he done United with the one,
2: didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he score a hat trick against us?
0: Yeah, it was a three-three game. And
2: a three-three, yeah, in yeah. Newcastle, I think.
0: I think that was the treble-winning season as well.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh...
0: That's why I like him even more. <laughs> um, and the last one is a bit of a maverick. Um, this guy was only there for two seasons, I think. Cube um, Romario. So you might have got him mixed up. Oh, I'm
1: getting them confused, yeah. The man. Aren't I? yeah. I yeah, just,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, I just, yeah. Obviously, he's just that Brazilian fox in the box, but he's got skill as well. It's just some of his finishing that. I would say I was a little bit young when he was like. He's prime, prime. But looking back at some of his finishing man, they were, like, just ludicrous.
1: Mate, I used to... Like, we talked about Chan Man before. I remember, like, even in, I think it was, like, the 2002 edition, like, I'd always go and buy a Mario. That was, like, my first, like, attempted signing. And he must have paid like, 40 or something. I mean, I'd always, like... Get Romario in for like you know I mean five hundred grand
0: or whatever, and he was like he's still banging the in them in. Like I loved him. He was man. mate there was a anecdote. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's true. I don't know who uh, the manager was, but apparently Romario was wanting to go to like the carnival, and the manager uh, yeah, said yeah. when you score a hat trick, I'll let you go. Banged in a hat trick in about forty minutes or whatever. Came off at half time. Got home went got uh, what do you call it? Come off at half time. Basically, took off home, just went to Brazil, <laughs> <laughs> and mate, I've have been to the carnival, and uh, I can see why he's done it. <laughs> Fair play to him. Did you know that, Leon? It sounded like yeah, you yeah. I've read, I've read,
2: I've, yeah, I've read that one as well. Actually, yeah, it's pretty right. funny.
0: Imagine having Brazilian, the balls to do that, though, mate. And the yeah, skin. yeah, mate. Yeah. Anyway, that was a little bit of fun before we get into the more serious stuff of where Barcelona are now um cuba believe you've been looking into a little bit of their finances or what if if you can call it finances
1: i mean
0: i'll tell you what um because i've done a little bit of research as well um and i use the term research very loosely um, do you want to go into the figures first, or do you want us to run through some of the transfers they've done?
1: You you run through the transfers, mate. Like okay, I mean, so, but... I thought I thought what you were going to say there, mate, is like you've looked at the accounts as well. I was thinking, like, mate, do you know, this is my day job. Like, you... <laughs> no, <man. laughs>
0: I, was, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna bother with that numbers in my thing. Like, um, so I'll go backwards, boys. All right. Um this summer, obviously, they've not really been able to sign anyone. I don't know why. Like anyone. <laughs> Of like high value. I mean, they've still signed loads of people on free. One of them's injured for ten weeks. Aguero, but and wants to leave. But going from backwards from twenty twenty summer. So twenty twenty summer, the official number next to Pjanic that they signed him for is fifty four million. But I think we can all just sign that off as some. Uh, I'm sure Q will go into that later on about uh, why they've done that inflated price because it was a swap, wasn't it, with Arthur. Yeah. Leon, yeah. Um, yeah. It was Trincao, 27 million. All of this is in Euros, by the way. Then Dest for 19 million. So not too bad. I mean, still not great because Trincao just been moved on, which uh, I'm a little bit surprised about. 2019, it gets interesting. The sign Griezmann uh, for 110 million, with wages <laughs> believed to be around about 800k a week. Um uh, De Jong, seventy-seven million. Um Neto for twenty-four million. I don't know if either of you boys who know who Neto is. It's just the goalkeeper yeah. there. Yeah.
1: Scandinavian yeah. for value with that in it, mate. <laughs> um let's have a
0: look. Twenty eighteen summer, Malcolm for thirty-seven million, Langley for thirty-two, <laughs> Arthur for twenty-eight. Whatever happened to Malcolm, like until I think I he's in Russia this, now, he? Forgot isn't he'd even moved there. What What are you saying, Leon? What did What happened? He's,
2: I think I think he's in um Russia now, isn't he? Zenit Saint Petersburg. Yeah, man, I,
0: mean, I, 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 I forgot so,
1: he moved there. So apparently, Zenit Saint Petersburg still owe them twenty million euros. For, for him. So, there you go.
0: I'm guessing they're just waiting for Barca to go bankrupt so they don't have to pay. Um, I go into two thousand and eighteen. Did I just do there, Arthur? Obviously, put a pin in the Arthur one because they do go on to sell them for a very, very high like profit. But um, not sure how, how how much of that profit is actually a real thing. This is the one basically I wanted to get the guys. Twenty seventeen, Coutinho, hundred and twenty million with forty million add-ons. <sighs> Dembele, 121 million. Paul, Paulinho, 36 million. And Semedo. Uh, I've done like the tough transfers on most of them, all right, guys. I haven't bothered going because they've got loads of like 5 million transfers and stuff like that as well. I haven't bothered going into those. But Semedo for 32 million. I stuck Semedo in there because obviously, as we all know, he's been moved on as well. I think personally they've done bad deals before 2017, but that Coutinho deal, which depends on what reports you uh, read, it's basically 160 million. Like the add-ons yeah. were like something ridiculous, like, and that's why they've been loaning them so much because they don't want it to hit like a certain amount of games. Um, and the Dembele one, if I'm not mistaken, Leon, you'll probably be able to tell me. If, I think that's the summer Neymar got bought out, didn't they?
2: And they just went Yeah, crazy. yeah. it's a panic, panic a panic bug uh, bought yeah. basically. Um and what the way the Guardiola bought players and and even um, Enrique and um, who's the guy? Was it Villanova who died? The coach that died Vill- after. Villanova,
0: pe- yeah,
2: something like that. Yeah, yeah, They they bought players. I think yeah. they kinda of w- moved away from that and then just started buying players. And it was just like I mean, Griezmann didn't fit the system. Um who's the player we are just talking about, um, Dembele, was unproven, Did had a good season at Dortmund, but wasn't ready for the Barca move. Um, and they didn't really do their due diligence either because exactly. if they had known he was quite injury-prone and he didn't really have that hunger and desire to really reach the, the top level. Um, yes, he's talented, but that's only going to get you so far. And with the Coutinho deal, that was just ludicrous. I mean, he was a good player, but he was never a £100 million player in the first place. He was and never a, I would say
0: he was never even a 70 million player and they bought him for yeah. more than twice that. Double, yeah. Funnily enough, I mean, I know we're not talking about Liverpool, but um, Cube, you'll know uh, our boy Reefy, who's a <laughs> avid Liverpool fan. He had a uh, grandeur of big signings when uh, Liverpool got into uh, the Champions League this season. I was saying, mate, unless you've got Coutinho to sell and Barca come into money... <laughs> You ain't going mm. out and buying Alisson's and uh, Van Dyke's. You'll be uh, no. you'll be feeding off crumbs, mate. And he was just like not having it. Obviously, still, he's got to be quiet because uh, he's expecting some big signings. They're just not coming. But, yeah, I think that signing, mate, that Coutinho one, I, even at the time, because I think me and you had a chat about the Dembele one when it was happening because we both used mm. to think he's, he's a decent talent. But, obviously, behind yeah, the scenes, yeah. which is what you expect teams to know, like no one knew he was uh, munching on Walkers crisps and playing on the PlayStation too. PlayStation, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, shame, shame, because had, had had the talent. Well, the raw talent anyway. I don't know if like the end product can be dubious at times. Um, I want to just quickly mention a couple of outside that as well. Just um, I can't remember what season it was. Uh, I think it was two thousand and fifteen. Can you remember Order Two, Ryan? Assigned him for 30 yeah, million, and yeah, then just yeah. like, again, another really, one, did just quality player, but why are you buying him? He's not, like, he was playing in a four four two, if I remember correctly, for Atleti, and he was a grafter. Yeah. Um, and the one of the other worst one was uh, Zlatan for Eto plus 60 million or something like that, which, very odd, because didn't Eto go on to win the treble when he moved?
2: Yeah, yeah, he did, I think, of the season after. Uh, that That didn't really work well with Pep. I mean, you you could argue, though, Z, that Zlatan probably was a better player than Etu, maybe at the time. Yeah. Um. So you can understand the transfer. I just don't think it, it worked out because it was one of those the manager ones. and the player didn't really um have much synergy.
1: Wasn't Etu, like, disrupting me not that... <laughs> If someone's disrupted the dressing room, I don't know if I'd replace them as that I'd like, but there you go. Like, think,
0: <laughs> but yeah, also, I that I was Eto not... The, a, they, they wanted yeah, to I get rid Eto of it, had didn't they? a strong personality um, that did slightly clash with Guardiola. I'm not 100% sure, but I think you might be right. Um,
1: but I mean, you just traded one problem for another there, aren't you, really? Do you mean? Let's be honest about yeah. it. Like...
0: Not just... Literally... Moving one smaller ego, which you have a problem with, or a bigger ego. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right there. Anything to uh, say about these transfers? Any players stick out apart from Coutinho that we spent a little bit of time on?
2: I you think know. the one you mentioned before as well, Paulinho, I think that's laughable.
0: Yeah, considering stop
2: he got, He's a reject from, from Tottenham and he was playing in China. And they, they bought him from the Chinese league. I mean, scratcher.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I think they won the La Liga, didn't they? Even though he was in midfield, I think. Yeah, they yeah. Literally, Messi at his prime has won them. Obviously, they've had other players oh, that, around that. him, but um, yeah. Uh, Cube, shall I let you loose on their finances, mate? Do you want to give us <sighs> give mean... us the breakdown of what's been going on?
1: See, well, it's interesting, like because I mean, I must it like in my time, so I guess. The viewers, the viewers, the listeners need to know um, that, like, I'm an accountant by trade. So this is not the first set of accounts that I've looked at, basically. Um, But, mate, like, it's probably one of the longest, like, financial statements I've ever seen. Like, it's like 312 pages of stuff in here, yeah? Um, And, like, you know, that's not all numbers. A lot of it's, like, kind of like, oh, look how all the great stuff that you're doing. But, like, it's quite an interesting, like, flick through because it gives you, like... A sense of like kind of how big they are as a club, but like not just a football club, but they've got like bloody handball teams, like basketball teams, like all this other stuff around. Um, and I mean, I feel quite sad, sad for them, really, because like you look at these numbers, like and all the stuff, like it seemed like just reading in between the lines, if you like, that they'd made a lot of investment in like their non-sporting side of the business if you like so all the museums and all this stuff like a lot of the um information here is talking about like oh we just spent this refurb and like La we spent loads of money on that like they've just spent a, a shitload of money off the pitch and then like coronavirus came along um and like it's like quite stark the numbers that they lose it's like and bearing in mind, these accounts are only up to, like, June last year. So you're talking, like, three months of coronavirus. Like, they lost something like, 25 million euros in gate receipts, basically from, like, oh. April until the end of the year. And then, I mean, just, just, like, it doesn't take a genius to work this out, but, like, their total gate receipts is about 75 million, like, in a normal year. So obviously they've not had any of that for the next year. So... Like, and that's literally just, like, people pay to come in. And then the other thing that I hadn't really realised, but, like, they take an absolute boatload as well from, like, people, like, coming to the stadium and the museum and all the other stuff they've got, like, on the campus, if you like. So then they go and spend money in the shop, and the amount of money they actually take through their shop is, like, colossal as well. Um And so the the, the net impact of all this, basically, is, like, so they went from having, like, only about £10 million of debt, like, a, a June 2020, and that's increased by €265 million. Euros. And to put that in context, like, at the end end of the previous year, they had 158 million quid in cash. So literally, like, they've taken out, and that's just them three months of the first coronavirus. Like, they've taken out loans that's more than the cash that they're holding. And then like you see um like the Laporta coming out and saying like, oh we've had to take another eighty million pound of debt and we've had to like restructure like our long term financing and stuff. And you're just like looking at it and going like fucking hell, like that's they've taken out debt there that would probably like take them like three years to pay back, three and a half years to pay back just on the stadium, like the, the receipts to take from the stadium. So like
0: well, I mean that that's if all goes well, they've got players like Griezmann who aren't moving or they're trying to move who are all on like, again, I don't know if this is confirmed, but I read that he was on nearly 800 grand a week. So, um, Well, I think
1: Laporta was coming out and say, wasn't he? That, like their wage bill is currently more than like the income that they bring in. And I think he's, there's a little bit of games and shit there because basically like the income that they're bringing in is like taking an absolute battering. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think like you cannot escape the fact that like, if you take that out amount of debt, like you've got to pay it back. Um, yeah. You know, unfortunately that's the way that life works in it. Like you can hide from that. And the, the other thing I would say just, just before you make comments is that like, like, you know, obviously from a kind of like a financial person said on that, I'll be going like, Jesus, that's, that's worrying. Yeah. But the other thing I think is worrying is that like, um, cause I don't mean you talked about it about the super league before, but if you look at like some of their assets on their balance sheet, Like, they're owed a lot of money from Juventus, like, and it's one of these things that, like, say, let's just say, for example, like, Juventus go pop. Like, Barcelona are going to be in all kinds of trouble, like,
2: Mm. uh, because...
1: Yeah, exactly, because it's going to be gone. Like, you're talking about, like, best part of like, 60, 70 million that Juventus owe them. So, you mean, if Juventus Mm. ain't going to pay them back, that's, like, another, like, that's... You imagine that it's like, them not having their stadium open for a year? Like, if you went to yep. pop, like, that's crazy.
0: What I was going to say is I think the down here, like, in terms of... So, tracking back a little bit, um, boss have always kind of, you know, even their statement... What is it? Leon, you speak uh, better Spanish than me at the moment. Is it Mescun Club? Or
2: that's... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is the statement, yeah. Catalan, yes, yeah, myself. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, one of the things, I mean, uh, in terms of when I was growing up, I mean, most people, when they watch La Liga, it's either Real or Barca. You might not support them, but you're like kind of airing on one of the sides, aren't you? And I've always been Barca just because what they kind of stood for. And like, I love the fact that they didn't have any sponsors on their shirt. And uh, mm. I actually decided to go and check when they sold out, like, and it was 2013. So, just after their heyday of 2011, um, they they were quite savvy in the way they did it, which is this first season before they bought the sponsor in. So they didn't put somebody's name in straight away. They put UNICEF's name on.
2: Yeah, so obviously yeah.
0: people wouldn't... They paid UNICEF to basically have their name on their shirt. And then obviously the next year that changed to Qatar. <laughs> so I think that was... Uh... I mean,
1: that was obvious though. That was to me. I mean, I think like... If you look back now, what we probably didn't realize at the time, but like if you think about all them deals you've listed off, like kind of after that point, like I mean, it was obvious to me at least anyway that like when you look at like the kind of their like prime team that we just talked about, like I think it was like seven out of the eleven, wasn't it? it was like kind of came through like La Masia, yeah, yeah. and it's like you yeah, kind of yeah. there was no way they were going to be able to like sustain like the yeah. sporting level like, by getting people to come through La Masia, and therefore, what they've done is they've gone, Fucking hell, we're gonna to have to generate some more money here, and we want to reinvest that into the team. Do you know what I mean? And, and as you say, Z, like, if we're honest about it, like, the amount of money they've spent, the amount of value they've got, like, they've spent the money, like, probably as badly as anyone with money's got, yeah. like, you spent it. Yeah. Like,
0: I mean, they've, they've bought some decent sign ins, like, um, Suarez was a good sign Dijon, in terms of what he. Name well, yeah, I mean, the Neymar one can be a bit dubious because it on paper apparently it was like what 40 million or whatever. Then, like, when they started digging into it, uh, it, it was closer to 120 million or something that his dad had been paid. Like, basically, Santos got shanked. Like, um, Leon, remind me to put an explicit um tag on this one. Cube's got his uh. <laughs> Uh, swear words out for today, like <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, mate. Like, uh, my, joking, uh... like. <laughs> you have to um... me out. Like, no, no, I was just gonna. Sorry, I've lost my train. I thought, what was I saying, boys?
1: You were saying how Barcelona are fucked, mate. <laughs> basically, yeah. That's the...
0: Whatever I was saying, that is what I was getting at. Um, but yeah, the Neymar one. Um, I think they just lost their head when Neymar went as well. Like before that the, the deals were pretty bad. I think what what kind of done them as well is like basically renewing contracts with old players at like five, six hundred grand a week. And now those players like harder to move on. Um uh, Leon, what's your thoughts, mate?
2: Yeah, I mean <clears throat> I agree entirely. I think what kind of happened after Pep left as well, you, you kind of saw the decline of, of Vini and Javi and their style kind of changed and they heavily relied on the front three of Messi, Suarez and Neymar for a, a long period of time. And just like you said, as soon as Neymar left, they panicked um, and they just bought a whole load of players who just didn't fit their system. And for a lot of money as well. Um, and it goes back to what Cube said as well, you know, it's a bit like the uh, class of 92. Uh, we had a, a, a you know we were quite fortunate in that sense we had six quality players come through the system barcelona much the same and it's not sustainable you need to then invest and when they did invest they invested terribly um overpaid for players players who just didn't fit the system high salaries giving old players long extensions to contracts when it wasn't warranted um, and they didn't really look after the club strategically i mean again I echo what um, Gary Neville said a few years ago is about finding the best person in class rather than someone who was a club legend because Eric Abidal was the guy who's in charge of um, recruitment at Barcelona and he was a bit of a legend and obviously he got cancer as well and, you know, he's 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 been brought up there for a long period of time. Exactly. Whereas, was he the best person to do that job? And from the evidence, it clearly shows he wasn't um, because he's run them into the ground, especially when you've got a player of Messi's ilk you need to make sure you're you're buying the right players to fit, you know, how he plays. Because you build the team around him for all intents and purposes. And I think they've wasted three or four years. And, and just to go back to what you said, Z, I think they've won the league title because of him over the last three or four seasons, just because of him.
0: Yeah, 100%. Like a lot of people who don't watch the league regularly have that, or Messi's, yeah, he wins, but he plays for Barcelona, he's got quality. But if you've seen some of the stuff that like has been put around in Paulinho come on like yeah yeah i, know I was joking vidal, about Ray vidal the other day who made the hat
2: even even vidal from from Inter you you saw him he's, he was gone he was yeah. finished. yeah
0: it's and the worst thing is mate, like i think not only have they spent like large amounts in like players that didn't suit their system they just bought in the wrong position. Like, when's the last time they went yeah. out and bought a centre back like that they've needed? Yeah, when's but... the last time they've went out and bought legs? Like, they've just gone for the biggest name, and it's just not. It's backfired. Mega, mega style. But
2: just, just to come in there, they have bought centre backs. They've just bought the wrong ones. leg. he's he's not good enough to play for Barcelona. They bought that um, this uh, French you? guy from Valencia. Yeah, I'm Titi, but they got another. He's uh, um, he's French. Guy. I can't remember his name. now, he played for Valencia. Um, is that he not was long even day? shocked. But... Oh, he's even no, Sevilla? no, no. It was not. It was an older guy. He was in his late twenties when they bought him. He only lasted like a. Oh, last I know time. what you're talking about. He just used board. to be a left yeah. back for um, yeah. Valencia, yeah. but he played yeah. uh, like yeah. centre back for them. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Totally, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not remember his name, but it was just the signings have just been poor. They um, and name, also, yeah, 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 I can't remember his name. But,
0: um, yeah, I know who you're about, yeah. Yeah.
2: Go on about yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's kind of it. I mean, they've they've bought in certain areas, but because their focus has always been attack and style of play, they've kind of neglected to actually say, right, we need to sign top players at the at, the, at centre back because our styles change. It's like Cruz yeah. said at the beginning of the the podcast. You know, they their way of defending was just keeping the ball and containing possession of the ball, whereas the style changed with Barcelona and it became sort of Let's just give it to the front free, and they'll make something happen. But their defense wasn't strong enough to withstand the attack from other top teams who were getting stronger, like Bayern Munich, Man City, um, Arsenal. Joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't believe you slipped that in there.
0: Um, in terms of just going back on what you mentioned about the defenders, um, what I meant is like they've not gone out and bought. A big name defender. Do you know what no, I mean? Like, no. in, yeah. if you're going to spend 121 million on Dembele, 160 million on Coutinho, and um, another 110 on Griezmann, why not spend at least one of those hundreds on a centre back that you need? Yeah. And let's yeah. be honest, and no centre backs are going to cost that much anywhere. They could have probably got two centre backs. And, mm. but I think seen... I think,
1: but I think for me, Z, that's like it's not your, your example is the right or your question is the right question. But for me, like if i was gonna i mean if if i was sitting there and had the money like isn't the smart thing to just go and buy like three center backs for like 20 to 30 million and then like one of them will probably work do you know I mean so it means you don't even like why like why roll a dice on like one player for a, ma- a massive amount of money because like i mean you know I'd, I'd, I'd love to go through like the past 10 years and every player that's been bought for more than 80 million quid and then, like, hand on heart, how many of them do we really think are worth the money? Like, because I don't think the success rate of, like, signing players of, like, 80-plus million is even that good. Like, I think you're much better off fishing in that, like, t- 30 to 40 million pound pool. And you probably find that, like, actually, if you buy one in that pool, you generally actually do better than trying to spend, like, 100 million pound on a player. And the thing yeah, is, yeah. like, you get three or four shots of getting it right as well, don't you? <laughs> like, you know what I mean?
0: There is a counter argument to that mate. Um, I'll give you two. One, when Spurs sold uh, Bale, I mean, technically, I guess you could say Ericsson did come off, but they didn't really replace Bale. Like, Yeah, but me, that's
1: not, but I think, I think, like, you know, that's a completely different example, isn't it? Because, like, Barcelona, like, you know, as we've seen, you've reeled up so many things. Like, I mean, the amount of money that Barcelona have had because they've, you know, they've had the financial firepower do it. Like, they didn't, you know I mean? It's not like Tottenham, where they saw Bill and that was literally the only money they had to spend. Like, Barcelona have spent. but don't even know like to, how much we spent, like
0: it could always be worse. You could sell Ronaldo and buy Overton, Michael <laughs> O'Connor. So like there's always an upside to everything. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying, mate. But I think the bottom line is, and it kind of a little bit of a callback to what Leon said before due diligence, mate. Like, if you're gonna buy big, you need to like, and especially in current era, like you can literally know the players. Obviously, there'll always be a little bit of a risk. But if you're following a player, for well, you should be following a player for at least a year or two if you're spending that sort of money on them. You should know what his family's like, what his behaviour's like at practice, outside of practice, what his hobbies are, and um, like what his mental state is. You should know all of that. Whereas clearly, like, like going back to the Dembele one, like they didn't. They just went and bought to... him because he was available.
1: But I think that's – yeah. and, and you, what you're saying is right, Z, but I think that's actually what Liam was saying, and it was and it was the kind of the strategy point, and that is both in terms of, like, I think, playing philosophy, because I think, like, Leon is totally right. Like, they, they did, like – they had a certain style of play, but then they were like, oh, well, how are we going to transition? Like, how do we want to play now? And I think they just effectively, like, they've lost their playing identity. But at the same time, like, because they haven't got that, like – identity or philosophy or determine the way they want to play they then can't think strategically about the recruitments they can't go like oh well like right okay i know i've got neymar suarez and messi but i know that like in five years time i'm probably going to be having at least two of them have moved on So therefore who are the players i need to be buying now to try and progress my team forward and like you can make those cute little buys where People don't even realize you're trying to replace like Suarez, like with the players that you're buying. Do you know what I mean? Like,
0: I think that's the key thing. They kind of not just on uh, on the field. They went away from that. Uh, what Leon mentioned, they were getting players to obviously suit their system. But a lot of the players they were getting were even after Pep left, there was players coming through La Masia that Villanova. Um, I'm just going to call him Tito because I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his last name right, and uh, I don't want to disrespect the fella. Like he was. Uh, who's a hell of a coach. Um, yeah, he was bringing through players as well. So you were still getting like Tiago and play, players like that coming through. But at a certain point, A, they started getting, no disrespect to the likes of Tata Martino, and uh, I don't know the, who the other guy was who lasted like six months. They started getting loads of secondary coaches in, uh, um, yeah. which yeah. I think yeah. Leon touched upon. But to add with that, instead of still bringing through that Lamassie, like, give them a chance. And you got to understand, like, Barcelona's catchment area for La Masia, it's massive. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they're the leading light for Catalans so or the amount of players that want to play for them is ridiculous or so they're not using it. They've they moved away from that to that Galactico thing. And what I find with the Galactico thing is interesting because I think most of the time that feels... Because look at Man United. We tried that. We have moved away from the... Like promoting youth giving players time like buying young players to change them to stars we started buying the likes of falcao and Di maria which it just yeah i, I don't know if there's
1: yeah, like a... you believe your own hype don't you because like you know like i know you said about stats or whatever but like because i'm like the ultra nerd but like where's the evidence that any big big money purchase strategies ever worked for a club like
0: yeah, even the original Galactico. Um, I was just listening to something today. and I think it might have been one of the United podcasts. And the original Galactico. I don't know if you guys know when Beckham moved there. And I think the reason Beckham came up is because I think uh, it's the twenty-fifth year, like anniversary, when he banged that halfway line goal in. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew. Like, thought I'd throw it in there. But I yeah, when he moved and obviously completed the Galactico, and I'm doing Air Courts, um, the in the league so even that era obviously they eventually went on to win the champions league but that team you, wasn't you, super successful
2: you to, to sorry just to to come in there you could just to come um circle back to your point um cube um you you can argue that the galactico thing does work um because Real Madrid won three champions leagues in a row with that philosophy and they won two two league titles as well yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think and that's... That, that million million that is... in Bale and, and, and Ronaldo, £30 million in Benzema, you know, and a lot of money on the midfield as well. So yeah. it can work. I agree that it doesn't always work. And more often than not, it doesn't work. But That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, a, I think, I yeah. think yeah, yeah, well, I'm think i agreeing just, with
1: you, because like, I think it's about, for me, it, I suppose there's a difference between like, you know, and I think that Real Madrid what example is a really good one, but it's like, if you spend your money well, that's fair enough. Because like you could look at Man City and you can look at Chelsea and you could say, well, do you know what? Like, you know, whether you like it or not, like you know, they've spent their money and they've built squads that are strong squads. Like, do you know what I mean? And it, you could argue that's a bottomless pit, and therefore they don't have the same dilemma that maybe as other clubs do. But yeah, I think that Real Madrid, Galacticos team is probably like the like the best example. Although to be fair, like you know. There's probably also a degree of like I don't want to say good fortune, but like you know what I mean they had Casillas and goal, and they had Ramos, and you know it's it's like it's not just like buying attack on players for hundreds of millions of pounds equivalent money. Like do you know what I mean it's it's yeah. it's I think more that's the than key. that? Like... You
0: got to get a balance, isn't it? Like if you are going to buy big, buy at the right well right position, really. There's no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we'll uh, move on from this topic. I'll, uh, before we wrap up, I'll ask a last question. Um, anything to add before we move on from that, what we're talking about, basically?
2: Yeah, just that player that they signed was Jeremy Matteo.
0: Yeah, Jeremy Matteo. He was like was a ginger it. blonde guy, wasn't it? he? Was yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, um... do, do you know what I mean? I, I would say like, that the am I'm quite worried for Barcelona now. Like, I don't really know what comes next for them because like, I like, you know, it's a bit like, cause I was thinking about it. Like, you think that, like, you know, like the likes of Arsenal and Tottenham or whatever, or like when they build new stadiums and like the overhang those, those investments have had on the club, like the size of the debt that Barcelona have taken on is like basically building two new stadiums. Like, Ooh. And it's like you mean that's we kind of underestimate the impact that's going to have like for probably the next like five to ten years on Barcelona. Like I think it's and also if you're if we're honest about the current state of the squad as well, like it's not even particularly strong at the moment. Like so, like I am pretty worried for Barcelona. Like having as I'm sure we all are like being big fans of like you know what they've done over the last twenty years and the way they're trying to play like. It is. It's, I think it's. It's. It's probably got a quite a sad end to the story. Like,
0: I don't know yeah. how you got there, like uh, Q, but that was exactly going to be my question. What next for Barcelona? How do you guys see it going, um, Leon?
2: Uh, um, you know what? I, I think they've got a few talented young players coming through, um, and I think if they use that core, um, and either you know somebody buys Barcelona or they're able to bring some more cash investment into into the club. I mean, for, for me, they've got two or three really top young players um, in Pedri, Ansu Fati, um, De Jong. Um, these guys potentially could be world-class um, in the future. And I think if you've got players of that level of talent, you know, you've got some sort of hope uh, moving forward. Um, obviously combine that with the right coaching and the right team behind that, in terms of strategy and the right balance to buy for the system of style of football they want to play. Um, obviously, I agree with you, Cube. With the debt uh, hanging over them, it could be quite difficult for them, and they might have to sell these assets that we're talking about uh, to keep them afloat, uh, which is very likely. Um, and because you know, you you said Z before that Griezmann's um, reportedly on eight hundred thousand a week. Apparently, De Jong's on four hundred thousand a week. Um, and he's 21 years old. So, you know, something's gone deeply wrong within that football club. Maybe they need mate, you as an accountant, too.
1: Well, me honestly, mate, I think, I think for me, like, I think there will be a way out of it, but it's going to require, like, brave choices. And I think, like, for example, like, you know, it's a really good point about, say, Pedri and um De Jong or De Jong. De Jong. Yeah, um,
2: and Antti
1: Yeah, like you know, to be honest, me, I in some respect, I I think I'd be really sad if they were forced to sell them. But like, I think they're almost going to be forced to build their team around them. They're not going to really have any other choice to do that. I would say, which I think is that is the positive thing. And you're right about all the other components that they need. But um, like, I don't see them getting any external investment because, like, you mean it's that more than a club thing, isn't it? Like, I mean, the concept of like barcelona like almost like selling to like a a shake i mean i don't know that just seems incomprehensible to me um they wouldn't
0: wouldn't be able to get the the fans yeah yeah
1: Yeah, Yeah. exactly and and i think therefore for me like you know if i was in barcelona like i would be saying like laporta like we're gonna have to sit these guys down and we're gonna have to have some very honest conversations with these guys and say like we cannot afford to pay you 400 grand a week anymore like so Mm, your choices are like you're going to sit in this team and the team's going to languish like you can take a huge pay cut but still be paid pretty well like um and the trade-off for that mate is that we'll be able to invest in the team like do you mean and and actually barcelona will be the type of barcelona that we all wanted to be like i don't think they've got any other choice from that and and but the difficulty is like if we say if we look at Jack Rockwell at Sunday, like it's not necessarily easy to get players to accept like huge pay cuts. Like Jimmy, that relies on a lot of goodwill and good faith from the squad. Like, and you know, I don't even know if it's there.
0: Like. Just a couple of things you mentioned, Q. Firstly, uh, I think those conversations are already being had. Mate, reading what I've read, and uh, a lot of them I... have rejected it. Like Griezmann. That's why they were trying I'm to. I'm saying,
1: rid- it. I don't think it can go far enough. Like, I mean, you're talking about, like, if you're pit, I, for me, I don't think they could probably go justify going above 150 grand a week, personally. Like, if I was looking at that, like, do you know what I mean? And that's colossal. Like, that you is colossal uh, pick-up.
0: You mentioned something else as well, mate. Brave decisions will need to be made. Do you not think there's already been a massive decision make, made? Um, I think Messi, the way Laporte has done it, I get the feeling he didn't want Messi to stay. To
1: be honest, I think it's, you know, me and you talked about this and obviously that was before I looked at the accounts. Bluntly speaking, I I don't think he would have been able to keep him. Like, I think what happens is that like, you know, if you're a bank, right. And you're lending Barcelona a certain amount of money when basically like the finances are fucked. Like they'll have things called covenants being attached to it where there'll be certain financial conditions. And bluntly speaking, like, they probably wouldn't have had the financial ability to keep messy like you know if i was giving them an 80 million pound loan look on their accounts now i'd be going the condition of this loan is that this wage bill's coming down like do you know what i mean like and if you if you don't get your wage bill down i'm having my loan back thanks very much like do you know I mean? yeah
0: yeah i think uh, in terms of uh, i think it, again it might have been andy mitten on the same pod that he was saying there's A period between like 1974 and 1991, again, don't quote me on this. For a very long time, Barcelona didn't win a league title and they were like proper down and out, but um, there was still 70 80,000 turning up, and that's why they had to extend like the capacity of um Camp Nou, so the fans will still ter- be turning up. It's just a case of how. They get out the current mess with the players' contracts, and obviously COVID set them back as well. Uh, it's a little bit, uh, yeah, it's a little bit sad to see, mate. To be honest, even though they smashed Man United in a couple of Champions League finals, always had a bit of a soft spot for them, especially because I watched them for like quite a regular basis during that period that we were talking about before the the prime for them. Uh, yeah, but I, exactly what Leon said. I think that so they've got some exciting players, but I, to be honest, um, I'm not really sure if they've got the right person in charge. Uh, also, Leon, uh, you know who I think the new director of football or whoever's in charge of transfers is uh, our old guy uh, Jordy Kroyev. Is coming in.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. So uh, I, th- I think
0: I uh, think again <laughs> they need to get pros in. Like they need to get the best manager. If I was them, this is what I would do. Um, tell me if you guys would disagree. Never mind the players or anything like that. I would try and get the best manager they can, pay the manager obviously decent wages and get the best director of football they can. And then from there, if they need to have a clear-out sale, that's fine. barso will always be able to attract players. I think that's one thing we were going to touch up on with Leon. Um uh, the reason I, I do think they'll still eventually come out the other side, it might be five, six years of obviously not really challenging for the big titles. And by big title I mean Champions League. They might still challenge for that, like, but people just expect them to. Um, you boys still there? I'm still yeah. there. Yeah, totally. Yep. Uh, totally lost you for a second. And I've totally lost my train of thought as well. Um what was I saying? I think, I think I think
1: you I think you were saying about like um if they get the right manager and they get the right director of football, um and then they um there maybe he's one chance the Champions League, but they may well still be in contention like for La Liga. Uh,
0: yeah, so I, I remember what I was gonna say is because of obviously the club size and Leon can step in here because obviously he does live in Barcelona. And it's a very, very desirable place to live, especially if you're like from the Latin American <laughs> areas. Uh, yes. I think that does come in, that does count for a lot, doesn't it? Like, if you can't pay oh, big yeah. wages, at least you can use the name and the lifestyle. It's,
2: it's, it's, yeah, it's your lifestyle. It's a sort of an added bonus um, on top of it, because, you know, if I had a straight shootout between a club in in Manchester or Barcelona, I'm going to choose Barcelona every time um if they're on the same kind of level when they're offering me a little bit less yeah i would because the lifestyle's far better here um but yeah i i agree but i think they're always going to be an attractive proposition for for any player everybody kind of has that dream to to play for barcelona um when they're kids and obviously a lot of the people who are sort of coming into football now would have watched barcelona in their pomp when they had messi neymar um suarez and before that via pedro and all these guys so Still going to be a very desirable destination for a lot of footballers. Well, um, I, think you're, right. I so... think you're right,
1: mate. That, that one's definitely right because you think about like us, like the teams that we remember, like when we were growing up, like mm. it's like the players that come through now, What they? Like they'll remember that, like that Barcelona team in their head, won't they? So, like mm. at, at least for 10, 15 years, you'd say like is still going to be that like nostalgia destination, like irrespective of what happens on the pitch. Like,
0: Just, yeah. I think yeah. moving on, Messi, it's probably. Short term pain, but long term gain for them because what will yep. happen is obviously it'll take a year or two to get rid of that messy shadow, but eventually it'll get to the point where other people who are messy fans will want to come into the club and be the next messy. So that'll be interesting as well. But I think, uh, yeah, they'll struggle for uh, how long? I'll tell you what, we'll sign off on. A quick estimate. How long do you think before these guys get back to challenging for the Champions League again?
2: Um, I'll let you go, uh,
0: Leon. Do you want to go first?
2: Uh, <clears throat> I want to say four or five years. Yeah, I
1: think that's. I think that's really tough because um, I know I talked a lot about the money there or whatever, but like I think you're right. Like. I think it's it's almost like if you get the right coach in, like some coaches can succeed like without like spending 100 millions of pounds on players now i, I mean that's so tough man you're gonna have messy transition like paying this back so i don't know man like i think i mean what's your definition of contention for the champions league see like how far they in... get
0: not fluking like i say fluking like not the fact that um they weren't expected to get there but there's that odd season like Porto where they get to the final i mean people expect them to challenge for the champions league
1: i'll tell you what i'm going to say mate i would be surprised like unless they make some very good appointments like in terms of head coach and like even director of football type level yeah I reckon you'd, I'd be surprised this decade if I saw the back competing yeah. for a Champions League.
2: Like,
0: interesting. I'd probably.
2: The, the, sorry, on, can yeah. I just jump? Jumping. The only yeah. reason I, I'm saying sort of four or five years is because Jurgen Klopp has been on record saying he wants to manage in Spain, mm. um, and you boys have just touched on the fact that they need a coach who doesn't need much money to spend and has a system and a style of play. And I think if they got a, a coach of that caliber and somebody who doesn't really need loads of money. Top, and he's he's. I think I'm not sure if he's going to renew at Liverpool after 24. Maybe he will, maybe he won't, but if they can get someone of that caliber, I think they Generally, can. Get uh, that,
1: it, so. uh, that, that is a good debate, that like cause I think that's the I know Z will have a certain like opinions on say Klopp because I think you know Z often has the observation that like you're almost better to try and get like the next Klopp because like. Clop's mm-hmm. almost much like that's not say burned out because I still rate clop relatively highly, but like, do you mean? But you're right, like, let's just say, like, clop 2.0. Like, if you could find a clop 2.0, like, I think you're right, I think that would bring forward, like, do you know what I mean where I'm kind of saying, like, really, like, nine years in effect, aren't I? I think that could bring yeah. you forward, like, a good few years in that, like, in that timetable, like, do you mean? But that is a, like, do you mean it's, it's, it's finding that right manager, but also being brave enough to stick with them like for long enough in the cycle yeah. as well because they're not going to get like instant success. Like, do you mean you're going to need to have someone of that calibre where you back them for, you know, a good few years, like, and then hope that that reaps the reward, rewards. Like, and I mean, that is, you know I mean, Pff, that's tough in any club, but Barcelona with the expectation, like that's a, that's a big ask, man.
0: I think uh, uh... Pop's a good shout actually, Leon, because um, he likes that like, big team, but, like, expectations are low at the time he goes in, so he has a little bit mm. of more say, and he can do a little bit more. Quite smart, actually, the way he's done it. Um, so that, yeah, that would be...
1: I think that would be, it. that would work, like, that, yeah, because I, I mean, it of it like, because it goes back to that, like, system, doesn't it? Like, you can see Klopp design the system where he doesn't necessarily have to yeah. have all the players to be able to do it, like, they'll play in a certain way, like, and I think that would work quite well in Spain because, Jimmy, you mean you don't have to be that good to like get I'd, three points uh, every week? Do you Jimmy? I'd,
0: I was going to say personally, I'd love to see it, and uh, I'd love to see it even sooner than twenty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when <Wouldn't, wouldn't laughs> we
0: all the fans listening that kind of let off the mask of actually if I rate Klopp or not, that should tell you a lot. And um, right, boys, I think uh, it's been a really good one today. Actually, uh, really enjoyed it. Any last thoughts before? We wrap this one up.
2: Uh, No, I just want to say, um, good luck, Cube, against Chelsea, mate. There's
1: not any. Honestly, like, I was, I was thinking about this. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk a lot about Arsenal, the game or whatever. Yeah, but I was just thinking to myself, like, if we got bullied by them top two for Brentford, like, and Lukaku's rocking up, I'm like, oh my god! Please
0: tell me you've seen the Lukaku meme of Ben White. Oh no, you. no, you haven't mate. I just don't it.
1: even like you know what I mean this is this is why I like that I'm not on social media a lot, like because I just that would just ruin my mood all week. Like because I just I'm just dreading that like Jimmy. Like even talking about it now, I was just like I'm just seeing it in my mind, like it's like drop
0: for <laughs> on crack, cracking it, like Jimmy. Like oh no. Uh, let's see. Interesting, interesting. We'll have to do a um I think that, that reminds me, we'll have to do a podcast on the transfer window overall, this transfer window, um, either on the last day or just after. So we'll have a quick chat about all the clubs um, and their signings, who we think might be a success, et cetera. All right, boys, I'm going to wrap this one up here. Speak to you guys next week.
1: All right. Cheers, mate. All, all right, the I best see. for uh, the Arsenal like for game, mate, <laughs> cube,
0: <and then> <laughs> no, I'm gonna, Is I'm on a? Is it
1: on Saturday? Because <laughs> I think I might be... Um... I'm on all day, like, so I might be driving, like, that's the only... I might just make sure that I'm driving, like, between the hours of the game, like, irrespective of what when it, when it is, like. It's on Sunday, mate. Oh, uh, i right. can just get in your car I'm at 4.30 and just yeah, start driving. At 4:40 just, uh, just drive it like the mountains in Scotland and then, like, uh, just be like, oh, no, I haven't got really signal. What a shame.
0: <laughs> it's all right, mate. I'll uh, I'll record it for you. I'll oh, thanks, see. Right. Right, uh, I'll see you guys later.
2: Alright, stay safe, guys. Bye bye.
0: Thanks everyone for listening. Hopefully, you all enjoyed that as much as we did. Feel free to get in touch with us on Twitter at the Total Ninety Pod and on Insta, it's the Total Ninety Podcast. Uh, we'll speak to you guys next week. Stay safe.